So I don't know the context, and maybe JT will shed some light on it, but I, I, from my memory, that might even be how he found your show. He saw you cheating on the leaderboards. was like, I'm going to rat this guy out. He's like, oh, he does a trophy show? Hey, I kind of like old Tricky Mick. Let me listen to this for the next five years. So it's very possible that him ratting you out be, gave you a lifelong Made him a lifelong fan. Friend. Yeah, a friend. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. And welcome to Trophy Yours. This is episode 553. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. Happy New Year! Even though it feels like the exact same year we've been living for however long. He brings the awesome, it's I yield to no one. We're not even officially one day into the new year. And Tricky has already disappointed me. <laughs> How have I disappointed you? So, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong here. Did not Tricky say, leading up to the end of the year, that we were going to have Gareth on to explain the, the, the trophy rarity contest that he is running for this year? You already did it. It went live yesterday. Yeah. Wonder who he forgot to have on the show, Alex. Uh, I was not on that you show. You forgot to have on the show. Uh, neither was I. I do think Tricky was on the show, and of course Gareth was on the show. And and you were somebody else, somebody really important, probably the host of a really successful, great gaming podcast. I mean, it's got a really great beard. I do remember that much. I mean, not everybody here tonight has great beards, so probably probably that guy. That's because I actually pay up my bets. Oh, Oh, is it already be the first of the year, and you're dragging people through the mud? (laughs) <laughs> yes. I'm not dragging anybody through the mud. Yet. Uh Rick says, looking good and did I shave all over? No, I just shaved my face. I didn't shave any other part you of my body. Be, you got That's to right. uh shave everywhere if you want to be more aerodynamic tricky. Uh well if I'm getting into a swimming pool to compete for an Olympic medal, maybe I would. He's gotta make up for the lack of the facial hair elsewhere. So the downstairs mix up, can't even see it anymore. Let's just say the carpet does not match the drapes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our foolishness. I am level to, uh, trophy level 685, total trophies of 16,886. That's not actually true. With a plaque count of 376, that's also not actually true. I have a lot more platinums. I just haven't saved them on my PlayStation yet because I forgot to turn it online. Oh, y'all hear that? He was hiding platinums. He hasn't sunk them up yet. That means that he probably spammed last year, and we haven't seen it yet. I did not. But spam. that's all right. When he sinks it up, the, the, all the trophy times, the cattle yeah, times, yeah, all the trophy it. times will pop. It'll it'll come to, to fruition. Uh, I see Ashley in the chat. Hi, Ashley. How you doing? Uh, Alex, your trophy, sir. My trophy. Sorry, I'm a little behind here because I went to the PlayStation app to look at my trophies, and they didn't have the total trophy count readily accessible. So it popped back onto the agenda. 
Level 467, total trophy count of 8,305, bottom count of 134 in 133 games. Yield, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? How are your trophies doing, sir? Well, they're sitting there in a digital world looking pretty. Is this how we're going to start 2023? I'm just answering your questions, man. My God. What's your trophy count yield? Oh, okay. So I am a level 484 with a trophy count of 8997 and a platinum count of 161. And I'm hoping, depending on when Gareth went live, some of the trophies I just earned count. Uh, Hold on. I got to. I got to update uh, Sid's trophies because he. Uh... I did update Sid's trophies. No, you did on his old profile. He's got a new profile. Yeah. Which one are we going by? We're going by his new one. Oh, see, you didn't tell me that. Uh, Sid is. I don't know what trophy level he is. Uh, uh, 425 total trophies of. Oh, my God, this is so hard to figure out. Well, let me just go to his profile. There you go. That would be easier, wouldn't it? Yeah, that. Yeah, I was trying to do it off his trophy card. Total trophies of. 4,840 with 137 Platinums. Uh, yeah. And Daryl. Did you bring mine up or do you need me to do it? Because you didn't even introduce me as a host. So I'm kind of confused as kind of oh, what's wow. going on here. Wow. I, I, I'm starting off this new year. Yeah, Daryl's here too. <laughs> you're doing a really good job this year. You're ending. You're starting this year the way you ended last year. Well, uh, uh, listen. To, to be honest here, okay, I I did some things special for the Twitch stream. Uh, if you guys are watching on Twitch, there are fireworks going fireworks going off. Um, I had to update Sid's new account. I had to add Daryl in here. Daryl sitting in the dark, which is rare for him because he's only got some light behind him or blurry black background. Yeah. Background. Uh, so it's kind of throwing me off. I, I'm still trying to do this. And then uh, Matt G's in the chat saying, Jesus, Tricky, can I take back some of my donations so you could tape your beard back on? <laughs> I thought he would take yeah, he back some of his beard I, and lost his brain. I thought he was going to take back some of those donations because you horrified Matt G this past week with, you know, the chosen foods you like to eat, Tricky. I, I did not horrify him. He was him. real concerned. He made a, fa- a Facebook post and everything about it. Uh, uh, just so you guys can see the face, I'm texting you guys a picture right now. Uh, all right, there we go. Daryl, welcome to the show. I'm sorry to introduce you. Oh, oh hey, uh, how's it going, guys? How are you doing? This is apparently how uh, we treat our guests. That's all right. I've been here long enough to know that I don't get special treatment. So what's up, everybody? Uh, oh yeah, Matt G's in the chat saying. Matt G's in the chat saying. To be fair, Tricky clarified he does not eat plain wings. He just mistakenly calls them plain wings. I don't mistakenly call them. That's what we call them up in here in New York. Uh, for the record, you know, before we do this, before we get the Dallas trophy count, when I say plain wing, I mean no outside sauce. I don't mean the wings are not seasoned. I don't mean like there's. It's just a plain chicken. They're seasoned. I just prefer not to have spicy or barbecue sauce on the outside. So as I'm eating the wing, my fingers don't get sticky. So if I go to grab my drink, now my cup gets dirty and stuff like that. So I have to wipe off my hands. I don't like that. I personally prefer that if I'm going to eat it with barbecue sauce to dunk it into the barbecue sauce and eat it that way. Oh, now, now, now I'm just uh, getting roasted in the chat. I mean, but Tricky, I, I will bring uh, up the point that I brought up in the thread, whereas 
when you have the seasoning on the wings, your hands and from the wings themselves, from the grease, they're going to get your hands get dirty anyway. Yes, but if, if if there's barbecue sauce on the outside of the wing and I'm eating the wing, the barbecue sauce is now on my fingers. So if I reach to grab my, my cup or my can of soda or whatever it is, now that gets stuck to the thing, the, the cup or the can and that annoys me. So before I do that, I have to wipe off every time, wipe my fingers off with a paper towel every time. That annoys me, so I just prefer to dunk them. Uh, <laughs> people jump into the chat. Messi's uh, that's not plain tricky. Dupes agrees that's not plain. Joe says, so you eat just eat fried chicken? No, I don't eat just fried well, chicken. Apparently, according uh, to the, the goddess, she says you eat them unbreaded. So, it, so yeah, it's not fried eat, chicken. I don't have bread on my chicken wings. No, I don't. Who eats breaded chicken wings? What? That's not breaded. Yes, it's fried chicken. You guys don't. You guys don't season the skin. Yeah, you you do. We do both. I air fry my chicken wings now because I've been on this like fitness program for the past several months. So I don't eat like fried chicken wings anymore. I just like take take them, season them up real good, and then stick them in the air fryer. So good, so good. Uh, let's I mean, see. Back in the chat, uh, bearded nerd says, "Don't ever shave again." Ashley's got my back. Says, "Well, that's how they say it in New York, so obviously it's true." And the dupe says, "The hygiene standards of a man who wanted to rinse his feet in the toilet." When did I ever want to rinse my feet in the toilet? You, yeah, yeah you told uh, the goddess about washing your feet in the toilet. That was on the show. We had that discussion on the mm-hmm. show. You called me on the show to ask if rinse I it? wash my feet in the toilet. I don't think I've ever rinsed my feet. Homer in the toilet. literally are... said that he was listening to the podcast because you had made. I think this was after the pizza discussion, the the very famous pizza discussion, where he said what he the, was listening to the, the podcast. And he to stopped right? dead at work because he had to go somewhere quiet to make sure that he had heard you correctly and talking about <laughs> dunking your feet in the toilet. <laughs> I think you. I I honestly everyone in the chat I, is going to be like, no, that was totally a thing. Okay. Okay. I, I'm. I don't even know what to say right now because I'm pretty sure that's not the context of the conversation. But he was what he had, he said he said something to the goddess about washing her feet or washing his feet in the toilet, and she was like, "No, that's disgusting." He's like, "Not if you just clean it first. And then she was like, "No, because there's still like that's where you poop, that's where you pee, that's that's nasty. You don't wash anything in there." And then so they call me. It's like, all right, we need a third party to answer this this discussion. And I'm like, nah, dude, would you drink out of that? Well, no. Well, why wouldn't you drink out of it? You just cleaned it. Well, it's disgusting because you pee and you poop in there. So you'll wash your feet in there? Come on, Ryan. I don't remember this conversation at all. I'm, I'm having <laughs> a Apparently, you're so traumatized uh, by your own actions that you, <laughs> you can't remember anything. All right. The chat's going off right now, so I'm trying to keep up here. Uh, let's see. Matt G says, you better continue the show or else I'm going to have an aneurysm for all this trash food talk. Uh, <laughs> Ashley says, wait, I think you un- misunderstood the sarcasm font. Okay. Apparently, Ashley was trying to troll me and I didn't get it. Uh, I got it and I didn't even see the font. Uh, Ashley says, Bojangles is so good. Bojangles is like the, the trash heap of the chicken world. Just put that. I'm going there. Oh, he went there. Um, uh, Dupe says, come on, Tricky, know you're on the war. That was the conversation. I don't remember the conversation. 
Could somebody go back and just tell me what episode that was, and I'll go back and listen to it? Wasn't too long ago. It was pre. Uh, it was right before Extra Life. <sighs> anyway, Daryl, your trophy, sir. <laughs> Somehow right. we got distracted. I am a level six hundred and eighty-six. Total trophy count of sixteen thousand five hundred sixty-two, with a platinum count of three hundred and seventy-four. My latest platinum was a siphon filter. Ooh, bravo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I need. I need to go. I need to go get that this year. Which I should, because it's going to be worth some points. Siphon Filter 1 is on the plus extra, no, plus premium. Siphon Filter 2 is on plus premium. And Siphon Filter 3 has been raided in Korea. Apparently the Rangers are kicking some ass today. That's the second goal. That's like the fifth time it's gone off. Uh... Rangers are winning 4-3 to three with 10 minutes left in the third period. Uh, okay, so Ashley's come back to say... Uh, Popeyes is the trash heap of the chicken world. I disagree. I think uh, Popeyes has stepped up their game. I agree. All right, let's get back into the normal show. Uh, so we started a new year. Obviously, the fireworks are going off of the show. I'm a little tired and I'm a little out of it because I worked Times Square last last night, and uh, that was a long night. Yeah, Very how was that? Night. Uh. Well, I don't want to break any news on the show, but I don't know if you guys heard, but there was a uh, rookie cop, his first day in the street. He apparently got stabbed last night, three blocks away from where I was. Uh, we don't have any details. I don't know anything about that. Um, but having to deal with that and then dealing with the drunk crowd and, you know, basically everybody getting back to being able to celebrate without any really COVID restrictions. It was, it was very trying. And... I made the I made the choice to go to work um, because it was my day off, so I get paid double time the entire time. Um, but I could have chose to take the day off and not work. Um, but I decided to go to work and had to deal with all that nonsense. So uh, let's see. Comments from the chat. Tricky uh, from Joe. Tricky looks like Mario from that shitty Super Mario Brother live action movie. Talking, wait, is he saying he looked like Bert. Captain Lou Albano? No, I think... Is it, was it Captain Lou Albano Mario? Captain Lou Albano was Mario. He was the Mario in the Mario Brothers Super Show. You're right. Yeah, but not the movie. You're talking about the one where John... Was it Who's John the, Leguizamo was Luigi? Yep. I guess so. Uh, let's see. Bearded Nurse says, I'll try and defend your... Brendan point and you don't even acknowledge the shame. I I honestly did not see it, Bearded Nerd. Uh oh, Bearded Nerd said, uh, actually when you try if when you fry a chicken wing, like Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that, they don't even bread chicken wing. Now, if you're doing fried chicken like KFC or Bo Bojangles, yes, you bread it. I mean, I'm not against bread and chicken. I just never heard of bread in a chicken wing. Well, I just got a trophy, so there's that. <clears throat> trophy! Wow, wow. If you send me some uh, dubstep, I'll put it in the show for you. Actually, oh. Alex is editing this week, so he'll put it in the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll spare Alex. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going back to the chat. Uh, Rick says, don't you be smart the good name of Bob Hask Hoskins? Yeah, he was uh, the he lead, was the... the protagonist, the detective in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
And then Matt G uh, banned somebody. Thank you for banning him. Uh, Ashley says, I saw the confetti that y'all just left leaf blowing around. Way to go, New York City. No, we're not leaf blowing around. We we blow it. We blow it into the streets, and then it's pe- picked up by a street sweeper. It's eaten by all the giant rats uh, that live in New York City. <laughs> they take it all home, and they paper mache their rat homes. Uh, I don't think we get enough credit for how how fast we cleaned up Times Square. Like the ball drops at twelve oh one, and it's cleaned by twelve fifteen. That's well. Pretty, to be fair, pretty this is impressive. a yearly event that's been going on for however no, whoever knows like however knows long, and I'm sure you all have a system down. Like you're not cleaning out there by hand. You all have machines to help you. Yeah, but I mean, trying to clean around, you know, a million drunk people. True that. That's no easy task. All right. Uh, let's get into what we're playing. I'm going to start it off. Uh, Kayla says, I only use my hands. No, I only sit in the truck and watch other people work. I got enough seniority on the job now. There you go. Uh, all right. What we're playing. Uh, I can't even tell you what I've been playing today because I've played like 20 spam games. <laughs> uh, most of them just required me holding the button down for two minutes. You know, your gaming uh, career is great when you can't even remember what you've been playing. Oh, I, I could tell you the names are just not synced up. And like it's it was the jumping cookie, the jumping Santa. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. The the uh, monument journey, monument journey turbo. I don't know. It's a bunch of them. So much trash. Listen, it's been a year, Daryl. It's been it went, a year. It went by really fast, actually. Like, it I, did. I can't believe it's been a year already. Um, so, uh, and then I played a little bit of division two. Um, I'm at the end of Ragnarok's platinum. I just have to beat the, the final two big bosses. I just haven't had the, the desire to go back and do that yet. Oh, you mean the King Berserker and the, uh, Valkyrie queen. Yeah. The new. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. I just, I just haven't had a chance to, I haven't had the desire to go back and fight them yet. Uh, that's literally, uh, the last three trophies I have, because one of them is, one of the trophies I'm missing is to get all of the hilts, and you get the hilt from be- beating the, the Berserker King, so those two trophies will come are you together. Are you only missing that one? Yeah, I'm only missing that one. I've gotten, I've gotten all the collectibles. I was collecting the hilts, I was concerned because there's one that doesn't count, um, towards your 100% in a certain area, so if anyone has trouble finding the last hilt or think they've missed one, contact me or let me know like message me or tag me in facebook because i had trouble finding one and it's because i had i'd gotten like 100 percent in all of the realms except this one thing didn't count toward the 100 percent. so I'm, I'm happy to help anybody with that if they need it all right uh i'm just keeping the chat together and i played division two um and my name is mayo three masterpiece uh, yes Great, great end to the trilogy. <laughs> I, uh, all right, Alex, what have you been playing, sir? Well, you know, since you were so disrespectful to Daryl earlier, I would actually like to give up my spot and let Daryl go and talk about what he's been playing first. You are too kind, Alex. You are too kind. So. All right, on that note, then I'm going to go get a drink because I could care less. Oh, wow. What a, <laughs> what a dude. No, mostly because Daryl's about to slurp into the microphone. Oh, he didn't I do it. I did it. I did it earlier. You were you started talking about the chat earlier, and you totally missed it. So, 
Good. All right. I'll be back in a second. Just want to get something to drink. All right. Check it out. I've been playing some Siphon Filter. We do what we call a Loot Bros Game Club. So we launch on our Patreon a list of games that are available on the PlayStation subscription service, uh, the Xbox Game Pass, and a lot of times we'll include something that's maybe been on like Epic's free game list or what have you. And then we put that list out there for our patrons, and then they can vote on what game they want us to play as a community. From there, we decide, based on how long the games are, about how many weeks we need, roughly, as a community to beat these games. Uh, We've done some pretty cool stuff. We just wrapped up Ghost of Tsushima, and then we did uh, Siphon Filter. I've been playing Siphon Filter. I got the Platinum in that one. Um, I enjoyed my time with it. It was a little jank to control, and playing that game on modern uh, HDTVs, it's not the easiest thing in the world because you can't necessarily always see what like the switches and there's a C4 in the subway and you can't see it. It's just, oh, like, I'm glad like, it's not just me. Yeah. It's it, dude, this first two levels are extremely difficult to play. Even on HDTV. It's, I actually had a YouTube video up on one of my screens and I was like, what am I missing? So I was watching. I was like, Oh, they just want this random black wall that I can't see and pick the spot and, and hit the, hit the button and, and you go. So Platinum that, that was good. Uh, I platinumed uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Calabunga Collection recently. That is excellent. What a nostalgia trip. So good. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I've been playing some Gotham Knights. So, um, Tricky, can you hear me? Okay, he can't hear you. Yeah, he didn't have his earbuds in. Um, I've been playing their Gotham Knights. I am about 50% done. I've I've tried to do all of the side missions and objectives and crimes and all the things as I make my way through it. I have not gotten all the collectibles as I go through, so I might just kind of pick a night and just just do collectibles for a little while. Uh, but I'm hoping to have Tricky on the Loot Bros a deep dive to do a deep dive into Gotham Knights because you're the only other person I know that's played it and you've platinumed it. And the game's not near as bad as it's getting credit for. Yeah, as I said many, 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 many times. If you go into Gotham Knights thinking it's an Arkham game, you're going to be severely disappointed. It's not an Arkham game. It's not in that universe. has nothing to do with that setting at all. This is a standalone game where you're focusing on the four sidekicks. Yep. And it's good. It's different. It's different than the Arkham games. And I will say this, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a, a comic book fan at all, the story missions in this game are so freaking good. And the boss fights are really good. And the the source material that they took to to write these stories is they stayed really, really true to it, in my opinion. As someone who's read a lot of the stories that they pulled from, it's really good. Like as a DC comic book fan, I'm yes, it's it's awesome. Does it have issues? Absolutely. It's got some glaring issues. It does. But it's not a bad game at all. Like I wouldn't ever even uh, that, that would never come across my mind. It's just different than Arkham, and I like it. I like it a lot, actually. So I've been playing that, and then the next game that I've been playing through is uh, we started um, God of War 2018 on my son's profile. He's never played; he's never even seen it. Really, my nephew's been over for the weekend, and he was like, "Hey, I want God of War." I was like, "Really? I didn't even know you were into that." He kind of plays the more obscure stuff, your Undertales, your Five Nights at Freddy's, things that are like very like uh, in the YouTuber algorithms of like, these are what the YouTubers play. This is kind of, he very much gets his inspiration for gaming on that. And of course he loves Sonic and all the Sonic games. And so when he said, you want to play God of War? I'm like, man. So we went and uh, 
I'm going to do a quick shameless plug here. I started a YouTube channel called Resident Daryl. I go out and I hunt for video games in the wild. I strap a GoPro to my chest. Sometimes I have an action cam on my daughter, on her little backpack or whatever. And we just go to flea markets, Goodwills, yard sales, garage sales, anywhere you can buy used video games. We'll go and we'll kind of hunt for them. And so this weekend, I was going and doing a little bit of that. My, my nephew's like, hey, I want God of War. I'm like, bro, let's go. So we drove up and down town going to all these different places until we found a copy of God of War. And sure, we could have gone to GameStop or Walmart or something or bought it digitally, but that wouldn't have been any fun and you could have made a video on that. So we've been doing, we've been doing a lot of that. And so once we picked the game up, we're like, well, now we got to go play it. So we started God of War 2018, which I've already beaten the game. I, ha- I haven't gone for the Platinum. The collectibles and the Valkyries were just kind of like annoying and I didn't want to do it. But after starting the game over, like, I mean, we set the, we set the mood. 55-inch 4K, God of War in performance mode. Turn the surround sound up till the where the freaking windows are rattling. And turn the lights off and we just went all in. I had me and all my kids and my nephew. We're passing the controller every, you know, maybe every boss fight. Maybe if you die. Maybe if you lose, you know what I'm saying, to a troll or something. What well, I don't know. We just were kind of passing the controller and randomly. Had an excellent, excellent time. And we are past the Dark Elves where you have to go into the light right where, right before you get Mimir. Or is it Mimir? Yes. Yeah. So we're right, we're right about there. And once I get off the podcast, we're going to jump back into it and play it throughout the evening. So we're definitely kind of re, you know, reliving that game. It's really good, man. And so... I say that to say the plan was to play through this with my son and then we go straight into Ragnarok together. So I'll be refreshed. He'll be completely fresh and we'll play it as one giant complete story. So I think we are set up to have an excellent, excellent time. And I really do believe this will be one of those experiences that my son and I will remember forever. We'll we'll always look back on certain games we played together, Spider-Man being one of them. And I think God of War and God of War Ragnarok are going to be like a, we'll look back in 20 years and go, man, you remember when we just friggin' played through those games over Christmas break? Blah, blah, blah. It was, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. So that's, that's me. Oh, oh, one more thing, actually. I always talk about how much I love the Vita, how much I play the Vita, and I've been playing Miramasa Reboot, Rebirth. Have you ever played that before, Tricky? Uh, I'm going to say no. Well, let me, I'll, so you can see it in the camera here. It is a beautiful, beautiful game. I'm going I'm to drop it down. It's a side-scrolling slasher. Uh, excellent, excellent art style. Something's probably killing me right now as I hold it up. We, we, we can't see it because it's blurred out. Uh, okay, well, there you go. Screw you, Skype. But either way, beautiful game. I've been playing through it. You know, just, just recently started it. I'm not a super far mission or two into it. Side-scroll slasher, strong Japanese influence um, as far as art style, art direction. So you think like Ghost of Tsushima, you know what I'm saying? Like just really beautiful. Uh, great game. I'm really, really enjoying it. So that's, I got to have something to kind of chip away at on the Vita at all times. And that is my current go-to. So that's me. All right. Going back to you, Alex. Well, I'm really glad that I went to Daryl first because what I've been playing isn't nearly as impressive as that. But um, so ever since beating Spider-Man Miles Morales, Against Tricky's advice, no, didn't play the first game, went straight to Miles Morales. I have been playing another game that Tricky really, really enjoyed, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm actually, I beat the game last night, after midnight, and I am on my second playthrough now to get some collectibles, and that should clean up everything to where I can get the Platinum Trophy. But um, 
I have more quibbles with Guardians of the Galaxy than I did with Spider-Man, but I will say overall, I think I enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy more than I enjoyed Spider-Man and Miles Morales. I think Miles Morales is a more complete, like, perfect game. It, not perfect, but it's just like, I, you know, I have less knocks against it than I do against Guardians of the Galaxy, but I, I just enjoy the team dynamic of Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of like the team interplay between everybody. You know, like, at the start of the game, they don't trust each other, and they're kind of more at each other's throats. And, you know, you see some of that as the game goes on, but then you see them grow as a team. Um, like, early on, there's, like, a puzzle you have to solve, and Drax wants to throw Rocket across, you know, a, an abyss, just to get so he can get over to the other side to let everybody else over. But then later in the game, Rocket volunteers himself to be thrown over, and Drax picks up, like, a giant boulder and throws it at a bridge that's broken, and the bridge falls down, and he says... You're not a tool to be used. You're a valued member of the team. So you just kind of see that growth of the team together. And I really like that. And also the dialogue is fantastic. You know, I mean, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy and the MCU, but I think these Guardians, they're a different version of the Guardians, you know, obviously, because you can't, they, they couldn't do Chris Pratt for, um, for Star-Lord. So they are different versions of the Guardians. And I actually like the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Square Enix ones, better than the actual MCU ones. Um... And you can, you know, co uh, unlock different costumes for them, and some of them have their t their Guardians 2014 costumes, but overall, like, I actually like the Peter Quill from the game better than the Peter Quill in the movies. Um, but no, there's a section where, you know, there's a subplot where Peter thinks he's a father, and uh, when the team finds out, they kind of heckle him about it, and Drax says, congratulations, Peter Quill, you will be a terrible father. Unless the child is dead, in which case it doesn't matter. Um... It's 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 hilarious. So like Drax again, like just the, the how they kind of go at each other and just the, you know, you know, like the, like I said, they do argue a lot, but also they do have that good natured humor between them. So I love the dialogue in this game. Tricky when you played, you talked about the huddle up mechanic, and I def I definitely think right. it's good. Like in the middle of a battle, like you get to a certain point where you can huddle up, huddle up as a team, and if you do it successfully by basically you give them two dialogue two dialogue options, if you pick the right one, you're basically your team has like is, like, souped up, and you have complete control over them for, like, in, in battles, like, you can control the Guardians, because you play as Peter Quill, but you have the other Guardians with you, and they, they're controlled by AI, but you can, like, hold down the L1 button and, and select, like, their special attacks, and basically command them to do certain things. Well, if you do the successful huddle-up, they essentially have their, their uh, moves recharge quicker, so you have more use of them, and, you know, it'll play a song while, um, while you're, you guys are fighting a battle, I mean, it's really cool. I like it. But I think it's one of those aspects of the game that could use some iteration because, again, it's really easy to pick the right option. I think Kalai pointed this out where there are specific words behind the heads in the background of the Guardians and they kind of hint at where you're supposed to go with the dialogue. And you see some of the same dialogue options over and over again, the same conversations when you pull them aside. So love the benefits, like the idea. But I think they could, you know, if they do a sequel, that's one thing that could improve. And, um... Uh, oh, one other thing I did like, did want to see uh, is more space combat in the Milano, the ship. Like, there were certain segments that kind of gave me, um, you know, memories of playing Star Fox 64. And I kind of wish that just, they just had more space combat like that, because those sections were really fun. You know, they could have, you know, cut some of the chapters shorter and had more space combat than, you know, on-foot stuff. So, you know, just kind of one things I did like, I you know, I would have enjoyed more about the game. But uh, in true Guardian style... There is a little shuffle, like a, a music player on the Milano, so you could kind of hang out with you know in between chapters. You can kind of hang out with the the guardians on the the ship, and you can just go up to this little music player and you can shuffle the music. So you know anything on Peter Quill's list, 
and you know they do have licensed music like you know aha take on me and a lot of other 80s favorites you can just sit there and ship and just have music playing and you can try select which track like a jukebox that you're that you want to listen to so a uh, very charming game love the guardians they've become one of my favorite teams in all of super superhero uh, not as much as x-men but i do like the guardians quite a bit because i do like everyone i like rocket i like drax i like gamora i like groot and i like star lord you know except for you know his fuck up infinity uh infinity war in the mcu but uh but yeah i just love the guardians and i do see where they could make drastic improvements not drastic but they could make big improvements with the game if they do a sequel but at the same time like i love playing this game just because i like the guardians so much so i had a, i had a lot of fun with it and uh now i'm just marching towards the platinum Sweet. all right uh before we go to yield uh rick has redeemed the hydrate and he requests a big slurp from Daryl. Oh, oh, here we go. This one's for you, Rick. God. That was a good one, too. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right. Uh, yield your... Uh, what have you been playing, sir? Uh, let's see here. I've been playing some World of Warship Legends. I've been playing some Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, some Diablo 3. Tried not to start a new game, but I went most of December that way. So I fired up uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I think that's all I've really been playing. <clears throat> all right. So... Let's get into, uh, before we get into our topics, because uh, Yield was the part of it, and he was apparently upset about it. Well, Let's you get... made it sound like you were going to have Gareth on the show, that you weren't going to do a sideshow. So you I promised, Tricky. Well, okay, to to be fair, Yield, okay, I, I, I'm going to apologize to you and Alex. Um, this was not... This was a conversation that me, Daryl, and Garrett had that we just said we're going to do a show to put out a show last week, that, um, but time didn't work out, and then we wound up not recording it, and we said, you know what, we'll just release it the day before the contest actually starts. So it wasn't that we excluded you, we just recorded something to get on Garrett's time, which I knew you and Alex both were not going to be available for, because we recorded it at like 9 o'clock in the morning. No, I, I I got you. I'm just giving you guff so, because you made the comment that how you were going to have him on the show. And he was. Okay. He was. It was just a so, special show. So this is just a, a basic breakdown. We're not going to go fully into it. Go listen to the show. Gareth explains it a hell of a lot better than I'm about to. Basically what it is is every trophy that you've that you ever earned is going to be calculated into their rarity. So you could have a trophy right now that's ultra rare, but by the end of 2023, it could be a common or excuse me, or just another rare trophy. If more people play the game. Correct. Right. More points are going to be assigned to your trophies. So this isn't a contest where you have to jump in on January 2nd. We're starting tomorrow as of this recording. Two days ago, as of you listen to this on podcast services, this is your lifetime trophy history so if like all the 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 20 platinums that i just got uh spamming aren't gonna mean crap 
in the in the overall contest. It's not like I can just turn around and catch up and you know mass up all these points because all those are going to be very common for everybody that's played the game. So that's the way the contest is going to work. But again, go in and listen to that show. I think it's about 35, 45 minutes long. Uh, not, not long of a show at all, but it's just me, Daryl, and Garrett sitting down, and we're talking about the rules. Uh, Garrett said he's going to put up a uh, spreadsheet so we're going to be able to keep track of it. Um, we kind of touched on this a little bit. I don't know if Alex and Yield, I don't know if you remember, but Garrett kind of did this uh, spreadsheet a while back. And we got to know what our ultra rare platinums were and stuff like that. So it's same premise, just on a larger scale. And if you want to get involved, get a hold of Garrett. I know uh, he just if all you gotta do is add your name. He'll go in and look up your uh, your trophies and add to the spreadsheet. And at the end of twenty twenty three, we'll have a, a list of who's winning, who's losing, and where everybody stands. And I I want to add to that real fast. And I said this on the show. But if I see Tricky pop an ultra rare trophies, which we all know is not going to happen, but let's just say he pops an ultra rare trophy, I'm going to log in on my account. I'm going to log in on all, my, all three of my kids' accounts. I'm going to log in on my alt account, my European account. And I'm going to start that game, and I'm going to go get those trophies. <laughs> You're going to make it common. That's right. I'm going to make it common. I'm going to log in enough times. I'm going to snipe him. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take away whatever ultra rare he's got. I'm gonna go get it. That's why Tricky's gonna start hiding trophies. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna you can't because because if you hide him, then it won't count. That's it. right. He won't be able to count it. And I, well, I, it, it, well, it, well, hold on before you go, Daryl. Okay, I don't need it to count until December 31st. So on December 31st, I'll unhide all the games and then boom. Oh yeah, oh god, dog. That's well, true. That, That's true. You, you, you know what? You know what, Gareth? I I think there needs to be like a sub rule that at any time of the year you cannot hide your trophies, otherwise they do not count. The thing is, he'll never know because the way he, he counts the score is is it's like a cumulative number. It's not going to be an, on an individual trophy amount. So it's just going to be when he logs into pro, uh, PSN profiles. It's like oh, December 31st. At you know eleven fifty nine, yield has um a hundred ultra rares, and when you started it off, you had forty. That's just it. So you'll never, you'll just never know. Yeah, you'll never know. But I tell you what, I'm but gonna still. do. I'm going to get myself a common trophy, and then I'm going to log into all my accounts those last that last day of uh, December, maybe maybe the last two days of December, and I'm going to start every game that I did well in, and then I'm going to. Pop the first trophy and then back out. Started over, over, over. I'm going to create artificial rarity for myself. Yep. Uh, just, just because uh, I'm, I, I like to be open and honest here with this. Okay. Um, you will know if I had the trophies because if you go to my PSN profiles right now, there's a, a button on the top left of my trophies that says hidden trophies, and it tells you how many trophies I'm hiding. More than four. It's uh, the current number is eighty three. Just so you know, what do you, what do you got to hide, Tricky? Come on, he he got uh, he got dinged for cheating, so he's banned on certain websites if he doesn't hide them. They they think I'm cheating. He got dinged. He got caught cheating. And we all know we finally learned who called you out on it. <laughs> uh, you know what? Some comment I've known about that for years. Like he told me years ago that he's the one that freaking ratted you out. 
Oh, I missed something. I was looking at the chat. What, what did I just read out? Uh, that um, on that, that was one of the shows where JT said he was the one that ratted you out for cheating. Oh, yeah. Oh, you knew for years that JT's the one that ratted oh, dude, me out. He told me back when we had like I think back in the Trophy War days. Really? Oh yeah, he's told me more than once. Like he's like, yeah, <laughs> he's like I'm the one that squealed on Tricky. Uh, some comments from the chat. Uh, Rick says, score at the end of the year is all that matters, right? And then he says, Tricky, is that your fifth cigarette already? I don't know. I lost track. Uh, take a shot every time Tricky lights up and you'll be smashed by now. <laughs> Turn it into a drinking game. Uh, he says, hacked plats. Matt G says, we wouldn't make it five minutes into the show uh, if they were drinking every time I lit a cigarette. And then uh, Rick says, commish, got a commish. Well, he wasn't a commish back then. He's What's up, Skins? Guy. I see you in the chat. Hey, I thought that uh, I thought you said the other day you quit smoking again. I did. I see you are a man of your word. Hey, I'm clean shaven, okay? That is true. That is baby that, step. No. Baby steps. <laughs> First you shave your face, then you quit smoking? Well, I, I did quit smoking, and then... All right. You know, getting that plat and you know rat spamming and getting that plat in Mayo three was just is just good as sex for Tricky. So he just had to have an after sex. Uh, <laughs> I was about okay. to make that same joke. Okay, full transparency. What happened was I quit. I was vaping. I was doing good, and then I went into my work bag and I found a pack of cigarettes. I said, "Well, I can't throw this away. That's a waste of money." So True. I smoked it, and then I was back in. Money saved is money earned, Tricky. Uh, Skin says, Happy New Year's, New Year's to you all. Thank you very much, Skins. Uh, I think I did everybody on what we're playing, right? I didn't skip anybody? Nope, I think we're good. Okay. You know, I have to check because apparently I like to skip people here. All right. So let's get into our topics. Our first topic, customary of the new year, new sh- first show of the new month, is to talk about the PlayStation Plus games. Oh, before we get into this, I want to clarify. Alex and Yield, I tried to buy you guys both PlayStation Premium, but apparently there is no online code for it. Sony hates money. No, they hate cheaters. They got rid of those because of all the cheaters, people upping their, their stuff artificially. Yeah, but I thought that would come back once the program launched. No, franchise Jimmy Ryan said, nope. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you both a $60 uh, PSN card, but you have to use it to buy PlayStation Premium. Got it? I will do that. Say, what's up? Yield. Hello. Got it. Okay, you you have to promise me you're going to use it for that because the whole purpose is is to let you guys try out Premium for one year. So I'm going to send you guys both $60 PSN cards. Hello. Spider-Packs is now on the show. Say hi, Spider-Packs. Here. So, hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Yo! Happy New Year, buddy. Hello. We're bringing, uh... Tell I'd them, bring Sweet Mama D hi to say hi, but she's on a cruise right now. Huh? Tell them what games you're playing. So, um... I've been playing Fortnite a little bit. Um, and I've been playing a lot of Minecraft with my friends and by myself. All right, Spider-Packs, I have a question for you since your daddy can't hear us right now, okay? Don't don't let him know. I'm, I'm asking you this question. Let him just okay. be surprised when he listens to the show. How do you feel about your dad spamming out on video games, getting all the the cheap platinums? Um, I'm pretty fine with it. You're pretty fine with it. It's a it, it makes a good gamer, right? 
Yeah. He just wants his dad to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Uh, I just wanted to throw a little embarrassing to Daryl up there. <laughs> Press the power wash button. What's the power wash button? <laughs> no, What's the power wash no, button? I told never, him on my show what you did. Never. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I the what's the, what's the no. power wash button? No. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He, he, no, no. Uh, he's running away. Love you. <laughs> uh, Rick says, prop, finally, a proper gamer's on the show. Damn. Well, when he's right, he's right. Oh, my gosh. He's talking about you, too. I, just so you I know. didn't sit here and try to argue with it. I mean, I'm, I'm call it like you see it. All right. Uh, as is customary on the uh, first show of the new year or the new month, we're going to talk about the PlayStation Plus games. And I think, boys, we have a good month this month uh, coming out on Tuesday, uh, which is weird. I thought it was normally Wednesdays. No, it's normally Tuesdays. I I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, your three games you're going to get is Star Wars Fallen Jedi. You're going to get for that for the PS5 and PS4. You're going to get Fallout 76 for the PS4 and Axiom Verge 2 for the both the 5 and it the was, 4. It was Jedi nice. Fallen Order. Tricky. What did Fallen I Jedi or something like that. Um, you no, know, I mean, this last month was good, too, because we had Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, and then we also had Biomutant. So, I mean, yep. two good months in a row, it seems. Yield, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think about the games? Did he lose yield? Wise words from a wise man. Apparently, we I think we lost yield. All right, we'll go to we'll go to Alex first uh, next. Um, Axiom Verge is a game. I never played those games, but um, I think uh, I've always heard good things about them. So possibly that. I mean, I played Fallout Three, and that's it. I I don't know if I'm so into the idea of Fallout Seventy Six. So. I may skip that one. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I've already beaten. But I will say that uh, it's a good game. Uh, I think that based on, you know, some of the negatives about the first game, I think that they'll make Jedi, uh, or um, what is it, Jedi Survivor, uh, the sequel coming out earlier this year. I think they'll make that even better. So I expect great things from that game. But Jedi Fallen Order is a really good game, and I'm glad that people get to play it for free that, uh, that have held out for this long. So, again, a good month. Uh, Axiom Verge probably the only game that I would try, but um, you know I, I think that to have the tiered system now, but still putting out good months of PlayStation Plus, you know, months and months later, I think is is only going to breed confidence among the people that have the PlayStation Plus Central because it'd be easy for Sony just to stack so much behind Premium and Extra and leave Essential behind. But if you have Essential, you know, you want to know that they're going to take care of you too. And I think Sony has done a good job with the free game still and, and making us feel. Like valued customers. All right, Daryl. Um, I didn't love uh, Jedi. I own it. I think I own it on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, so that one, I'll, I may go back and play it one day, just because maybe I wasn't in the right headspace for it. Uh, Axiom Verge. I haven't played the first one, but I'm glad to have the second one. Um, I actually really want a physical copy of that on Vita, which I know is super hard to find, super rare. Then it was actually a limited run game, maybe. Let me look that up while I'm talking. And then, as far as 76 goes, the only way I'll even be, even consider touching that is if my son wants to play it with me. And I don't know. We probably, that'll probably never happen. 
So <laughs> decent enough list, but well, uh, I mean, with Axiom Verge, if you're looking one for a uh, copy for the Vita, you know, with your new series where you go to you know flea markets and stuff looking for these you know collectors' item games, mm-hmm. who better to accomplish that than you? So actually, in one of the videos I've coming up soon, I, I went to go grab them, but I've already cataloged them on the wall. I picked up. Just this past, like, so technically yesterday as the time of recording, I picked up six or seven Vita games and a Vita Slim uh, with a case. So I was very excited. You don't typically find Vita stuff in the wild. So anytime that I do, I snatch it up. Like it's, I try to get it as quick as possible. So I'm uh, pretty stoked about that. What's the, um, the coolest thing you found so far in all your travails? Oh, let me get it real fast. This is one of my favorites. This one is a Grail game. Uh, I don't know how uh, familiar you guys are with PlayStation 2 horror games. This is actually what got me started wanting to record the the videos. This one right here. It's called Haunting Ground. I'm going to hold it up for the camera. I don't know if you can see it, if it focuses okay. There's a bit of a delay on the stream. There it goes. Okay. This is a PlayStation 2 uh, horror game published by Capcom. And years and years ago, I had a guy offer it to me for like 100 bucks, And I was like, dude, $100 for a PlayStation 2 game? I'll never. And it's just gotten more and more expensive. Now, you know, average sold comps on eBay are around 300 bucks. The case alone goes for about $89 to $100. The manual I've seen go for you know, $100, $119 just so people can complete their copies. I picked this up in the wild for 10 bucks. Nice. Yeah, with all, with, uh, you know, since you bring that up, Daryl, I was watching something. I was watching a video, I think, by Pro Jared on YouTube. And it was talking about on this day back in the 90s, and he was talking about the release of Mega Man 5. And growing up, I had a copy of Mega Man 5 that I bought for the, S- for the NES. And when he got to the end of the video, he talked about how much it was worth these days. And just the cartridge itself is worth 150 bucks. And I think complete with the box, mm-hmm. it's like 500 I had a, I no longer have the copy because I just got rid of it because I'm like, well, I don't need all these NES games. I'll just keep my favorite ones. And I really wish I had kept Mega Man 5 because I had it and I you know, could make a decent amount of money off now. Dude, I sold the Danganronpa collection on, um, on Vita right before the Vita games skyrocketed, right? And I keep, I don't, I don't know. They're about 50 to 80 bucks a piece now. And I think sealed, they're like $150. Like it's crazy how Vita games, especially how expensive they are, but just retro games in general, how high they are. And, and so I love the thrill of the hunt. Like I talk about it obsessively. So like on my show and stuff now that I'm doing this because it's like, it's clicked. Like it's fun. It's super, super fun for me. And so like I had, I don't know. Back in June, I probably had three, four hundred Xbox 360 games, um, probably three or four hundred PS2 games, um, GameCube, all this stuff. I just started selling everything, just clearing some stuff out. And then now I'm hunting stuff back down. So it's almost like I liquidate everything and then, oh, now I got to go out and find all the stuff I like again. And most of the stuff I sold was not my favorite stuff. Like I still have a pretty extensive video game collection in the house, several hundred games still. But each week I'm out, you know, I go every Wednesday to local flea markets and I go every Saturday and then periodically I'll try to hit like a Goodwill or something like that. And I found this whole like world of content on eBay. I, I mean, on eBay, uh, YouTube, I had no clue existed. 
So now I'm watching all these resellers, people in my own backyard with 350,000 subs. And that's what they do. They just go out, they hunt stuff down, they resell it for profit. I'm like, I didn't even know this whole thing existed. So now I'm watching these guys and I'm like, these are the deals that I've been getting for years that I keep talking about on the podcast. I tell my friends, I post the pictures in the Loot Bros Facebook group. If you go in there and just scroll through every week, I'm posting something that I found in the wild. And typically I'm paying, you know, two or $3 a game. Like every now and again, like today I paid 10, I paid $8 for uh, a Zelda game. And I don't usually spend eight, even $8 on a game. But you know, the guy that I bought it from, I've been, he's a reseller. He's got to make, he, he gets the stuff cheap. He resells it for just a few dollars over. He makes money. I'll still make money. But, um, it's been fun, man. I, I'm like, I just picked up, I just made a video that this, that just went live this past Wednesday. I bought for 50 bucks, a PlayStation three and a stack of 14 games off of Facebook marketplace. Okay. One of those games was NCAA football 2014 on PlayStation three. Okay. Right now I've got it on my eBay store. It's already got 16 bids and it's up to $84 just for the disc because that was the last NCAA game that was released and it's super rare and everybody wants it complete inbox. It sells for over a hundred dollars every day. I paid 50 bucks for the whole stack. I already sold the PlayStation. I already sold a couple of the games. And then this one game right there is going to pay for my whole lot. And then some, so like, I'm like, this is paying for his spam to catch up to me. Oh, this has the thing is like my spam time is now hunting and resell time. I don't don't have time for the spam anymore. I got to make sure that when I do game, it's like intentional. Before before we get to yield his thoughts on the PlayStation plus games, I do want to, in that vein of of Daryl and and his doing his hunting, there's a local mom and pop game shop, Cardinal gaming near me. And uh, they have a box copy of Diddy Kong racing for the 64 for 80 bucks. And I mean, I haven't, I haven't really priced it out to see if, you know, it's actually worth that much, but I have thought about, you know, I have a few games from the N64, from the SNES, from the NES, just that I like to keep, you know, cause I like those games. Actually, I'm thinking about buying the, the box copy of Diddy Kong Racing to add to my collection. Cause I, I like that. I like that game better than Mario Kart 64, to be honest with you, but yeah, it is. There is something nice about having a mom and pop game shop with old games that, you know, you just see something. You may not buy, buy something every time you go in there, but you know, every once in a while you'll catch something that you're just like, I gotta have it. So a complete inbox Diddy Kong Racing on Nintendo 64 sold um on the 30th for $105 of free shipping on eBay. Oh wow, okay. So I'd be getting yep. a good deal. Yeah, you'd be getting you essentially 20% off. All right, speaking of deals, yield, what do you think about this month's PlayStation Plus games? Uh I think it's a pretty decent month. I need to play the first Axiom Verge, but I, I've heard good things about that series or that game. So this is going to be the sequel that we're getting for free. All right. Never played a Fallout game because, well, I tried to play one Fallout game, but apparently I needed to play about another half hour longer. Um, and then, of course, we most of us like Jedi Fallen Order, so. All right, now seventy six. I'm pretty sure I, this is the community one, right? This is the single player driven one. This is where uh, everybody works as a community to build up after the nuclear blast. Is there attempt on like a live service style game? I mean, it's the online multiplayer one. Came out with no NPCs, and they just keep building on it over over the years. Yeah, I, I think this one was the one that like really stumbled out the it gates. Did, yes. yep. If I remember correctly. 
Okay. All right, moving on to our next topic here. Uh, sorry, I had the Rager score up. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is getting a new Game Plus mode in 2023. Uh, this has come from IGN and written by George Yang. Uh, Sony Santa Monica announced that the new Game Plus mode is coming to Ragnarok. Quote, we know many of you have been asking, so we're happy to confirm that new Game Plus will be coming to God of War Ragnarok in 2023. Uh, we'll show more details once we get closer to the release. Um, I, I put this in there because not because I, they're getting a new Game Plus, but Alex, me and you have both uh, played God of War. Uh, you obviously have the Platinum already. Um, what would you prefer? Would you rather a new game plus or would you prefer more D- uh, DLC for the game? And I say more DLC, but I mean just DLC. Well, the general. con with more with DLC is that it takes away my 100% that I have right now. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I feel like this game, I can understand why people may want to go through the game again. But the in the after game stuff, the after story stuff in this game and how you have, you know, the ability to traverse all over the place, you know, except for a few places that are hidden off. But, you know, there's nothing you need to collect from those places that you can't go back to. And for story reasons, it would make zero sense to be able to go back to those places. But the world that you get to explore after the game, after you complete the story, is there's a lot to do still, and it's a lot of fun. So I feel like this is a game that doesn't need, for me at least, doesn't need New Game Plus. Because once I got done with everything, it's like, okay, I'm going to step away from God of War now, and I'm just going to kind of, you know, leave it in the past. Had my fun with it, and I'm ready to move on. So. I don't necessarily know. The only reason I think for a lot of these Sony games like Horizon Forbidden West and stuff like that, I don't actually think they need New Game Plus. The only reason they need New Game Plus is so they can give us extra trophies to collect and you have to spend more time with the game. So I'm generally pretty sated and satiated when it comes to the, the Sony first party games. So to me, New Game Plus is a necessity, but it would be nice to have a little bit of extra content and maybe that extra content could be, you know, we still don't know where they're taking the story of God of War or the characters. So if they need, I mean, it feels like I would, okay, I've been talking a lot and haven't been going anywhere, but to answer your question, Tricky, <laughs> I would rather have DLC to answer some questions that we still have. There are still loose ends. There are still questions we have to have answered before we move out of the Norse mythology. So I would like to see them do DLC. Even if they take my 100%, I'll just go get it again. All right. Uh, now, Rick says in the chat, why is New Game Plus always a new addition nowadays? It should be in from the start. I tend to agree with that. But I think getting the base game out there uh, before you put the New Game Plus in, I, I, I kind of understand it, and I'm I'm not being an apologist here, but I think getting the base game out there is the more important thing. And then New Game Plus, it, it's okay for it to come afterwards because they're going to have to add in certain things like being able to carry over your weapons and stuff like that and new challenges, stuff like that. So I, I get where Rick's coming from, but I also like, I understand why it comes later. Daryl, uh, just in general, cause I know you haven't played Ragnarok yet and you'll do this. You're probably never going to play Ragnarok, but <laughs> let's, let's just focus on new game plus should new game plus be in from the start or should it, should it come afterwards as a free DLC? I don't think that it matters either way unless they're like, you know, you have to have a trophy associated with it. You know, uh, I look at it like it's like a marketing thing. It's like if you release your game, your game's content complete, everything's good. And then like three months down the road, it's like, hey, guys, we just patched in new game plus and three new trophies. 
it's almost like a, a, a seemingly free marketing boost. You know, it's like, oh, it's also a way to not get to, to stop people from trading in their games. A hundred percent, you know, and granted, we know that physical market is dr- just drying up so faster than I did not expect it to dry up as fast as it has. But I mean, I think it was like whatever this holiday season, like 76 percent or 70 over 75 percent of games sold were digital. I mean, I was trying to buy stuff in GameStop, man. There's just nothing there. Like, you, it's hard to even find anything worth purchasing in there if you're not buying a brand new game. So, I don't know, man. It's definitely a, a weird time. But, yeah, I definitely look at it as like a... For me, if I was the franchise worldwide Jimmy Ryan, I'd be like, yeah, man, put out a new game plus three months later. That way, they'll go back to our game. And whoever hasn't gone to our game, because people will be talking about it again, maybe someone else will buy the game. I think it's just a really easy, simple marketing push. Yield? I I see it both ways. I mean, Daryl's right. It's a marketing push. I I also kind of am on the fence of that. It's if you if you plan on doing it from the beginning, then it should be in the game to begin with. It, it, it's it, it's kind of a a silly thing to promote oh look we're adding new game plus but then on the same like i said on the other side of the fence i can sit there and go that's pretty smart you know you keep you know we're not going to do any stellar dlc for the game so hey look we added new game plus with a few trophies come back yep so So, yeah and this this also ties into the conversation like uh something you just said yield goes into the old argument of you know when when you get the disc you know, the DLC is already on the disc. They're just waiting three months for you to give you a, a key to unlock it, even though it's already been done and sitting on the shelf for three months. So now, now see that that's bunk. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Resident Evil used to, you know, that, that happened to Resident Evil five. I believe the DLC was on the disc. It pissed me off. Same thing for operation record city. The D- half the game was locked behind DLC and it was on the disc. You just had to pay like another twenty or thirty dollars just so you can finish playing the game that you own for a key that you already mm-hmm. own. See that? That's now to me, that's dirty. Rick, Rick in the chat says the fucking game isn't even on the disc anymore. <laughs> and that's that's the world we live in. Well, he he's got a point. <laughs> he does have a point, dude. The other day, my wife bought me for Christmas. She bought me. Um, Gotham Knights, which she didn't realize she had bought me Gotham Knights at Black Friday. So she bought me Gotham Knights at Black Friday. It went in my stocking. And then uh, at Christmas, she gave me Gotham Knights Deluxe Edition because she didn't realize she already <laughs> bought it. So she got me Gotham Knights twice, um, God of War Ragnarok, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the newest one. And so she's like, I was like, that's awesome, babe. I was like, now, you know, the, the last part of my gift needs to be I need time to play them. You know, so she, <laughs> so she's like, go put your game in, go play. So I'm cleaning up the kitchen. You know, we had done a whole bunch of baking, a whole bunch of like, yeah, you know, things with different family, besides the family, whatever. She's like, why aren't you playing your game? I was like, oh, it's installing. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah. You don't put games in and play them anymore. The game is just, the disc is an unlock key. You put it in, it queues up the, the, the network, downloads yeah. the game. The day one patch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, even if the whole game's on the disc, you still got to download the day one patch. And the problem is, it's Christmas, so everyone's updating their consoles, everyone's downloading everything. So and the PlayStation Network so is throttled. 
Yeah, it was two hours. Uh and I and I've got um I've got fiber internet uh a gig up, gig down, or does it terabyte up ter- I don't even know. I've got the best internet I can buy right now, fiber. Everything's right. hardwired, still took two hours. Rick Rick says in the chat, she just knew you wanted to keep a sealed copy. <laughs> She's a, a woman after my own heart. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of going after hearts, we're going to go after uh, Alex's heart here with this next topic. Coming from IGN, written by Ryan Dinsdale. Konami has released the first major update for the TMT Cowabunga Collection that brings several improvements and fixes to the bundle of 13 games. Increased online functionality is the headline feature of the update with... Uh, Turtles 4, Turtles of Time for Super Nintendo getting full multiplayer. Konami has announced that Turtles 3 and the Manhattan Project will also be getting an online mode in the future. This update otherwise indicates customizable lobby sizes for two of the arcade games and an automatic frame delay option to adjust the input lag depending on the number of players. Arcade stick support is both available on the PlayStation and Xbox has been added. Uh... I can go through the full patch notes here. Uh, I mean, that would probably be a little boring from you guys, but they are releasing a major update. Um, let's see if there's anything in here that's uh, it's a dope game. newsworthy. Um, it's dope. There's nothing really in here that's like sticking out to me. Alex, uh, I think you got the platinum already. Um, will this make you go back and play some of the games? Uh, just mean, for fun. It'll be nice to be, have for the future if I want to go back and play some of the games. I mean, increased online functionality is nice. It would have been nice to have this stuff from the beginning because, you know, like you said, I've already gone through and played all the games. It's not going to make me go back and play them. And if that functionality, you know, if they at some point shut down the servers, well, I guess that I'm going to have to, you know, just miss out. But it's it's <laughs> a nice up, update. I'm sure that there are people out there that have been waiting to buy it. So not everyone's bought it yet. Maybe some people got it for Christmas. Maybe people were gonna people are gonna go out and buy it with some of the money they got for Christmas or gift cards or something. So I mean, it's it's a positive, but it's just not something I'm gonna use because I've already beaten everything, and it's not like I'm gonna immediately go back and play those games. So the Cowboy Collection was a fantastic trip down memory lane, and it was the first time I think since the Genesis that a game like Hyperstone Heist was available um, for purchase. So I mean, like to have all, at your, all those games at your fingertips, phenomenal. Um, I just. Really, when it comes to Turtles, and in, like the biggest news and the, what I really want to hear is that they're going to release DLC for sure as Revenge. More levels, more bosses, maybe more characters. But other than that, increased functionality, nice, but it's not going to pull me back into either game. I, I want new content. Um, obviously, you can't do that for Calabon Collection, uh, but Shredder's Revenge, it's right for it. So hopefully, Tribute Games made enough money off it to where they say that, you know, we can delay our next project to make more money off of Turtles. Did you uh did you platinum the PS4 or the PS5 version of Cowbunga? I think yep. I played it. I think there was only I thought there was I thought there was only a PS4 5 version. Nope, it's both. I bought the PS4 disc because the the it says on there a free upgrade to PS5. Okay. Uh, I cannot remember. I guess Let me look. I'll look at that. Hold on. Yep, because not that the, the not increased online functionality might change the way you play games per se, but uh, I'm holding out to do the PS5 version for probably later this month, maybe February. So I platinumed it in December for the PS4 version. Now I'll go back and do the PS5 version. So to answer your question, Daryl, I, I did uh, the PS5 version. 
Please. Well, then you got the PS4 version that you can go back and play again if you want those trophies. Fantastic true. advice from a true trophy hunter. Yep. See, and this is not a spam game because it's a masterpiece. It's a boom. And it's it's also blurred out. <laughs> Dang it. I can't. Oh, well, I tried. Either way. It's because it's you use a blurred background. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't go in the settings and change that now. So we're too far gone. Uh, yield, uh, I don't know if you played the Cowboy question or if you're going to play it. Uh, does this entice you to play it more if you haven't no. played it yet? No. Okay. Simple to the point. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's a great collection of games. Very well done. This is one of the few times where a company has taken the, a collection of games and done more than just slap them on there. You have access to the games. You have the arcade versions, the Genesis ports, the Super Nintendo ports. You got the GBA games, the you know, whatever. But there's also enhancements built in. So not only are there graphical enhancements, but there's gameplay enhancements. There's uh, rewind functions. There's fast forward functions. There's a watch mode where you can just watch the AI play the game for you. Which um, is what Alex did to get his platinum. You know what? <laughs> Team Two Turtles um, 1 is a terrible game. I don't care. Well, I... Either way, the thing we're not going to go down that it, path. It, we're going to start this new year with positivity. It, it's built into the game as a function at your disposal. Therefore, it is completely acceptable to do it. In the main but, menu, it says. But Daryl, could you at least agree with me that if I had done this, I would have gotten shit for it? Um, I think that you will do this. And therefore, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. I said I, I beat the damn level on Turtles one. There you go. All right. Uh, some comments from the chat. Uh, Nitro says, "Wait, there are things called physical games. I've heard they were a myth." And then Rick says, "They soon will be." You're part of the problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, at this time, we're gonna throw it across the pond to our main man Sid, who is. He told me uh, what he was gonna be talking about. I guess we're gonna find out together. Uh, so take it away, Sid. Hello again, my friends, and welcome to another Sophie's Trophies. Uh, before we start, guys, Happy New Year to everybody. I hope this year turns out great for all of you, and not just gaming, everything in life, I hope goes well for every single one of you. And also, um, as some of you may know, I have a new PSN account. Basically, what happened was I had too many um, unfinished trophy lists. Um, hundreds and hundreds of them and I got a bit bored last year so I thought you know what sod it start again try and keep a good uh, percentage of uh, trophies and also play a lot of the older games now I'm going to be honest with you guys I was going to do Batman Arkham Asylum and I started recording it but as always life gets in the way Babies get in the way. And I now have my little dude, Callum, who sat next to me drinking his bottle. Um, so he may make a noise in a minute and he might start moaning trying to steal my phone off me. Because he loves daddy's phone. Um, but let's hope that doesn't happen. And today we're going to do relatively simple trophies. Sorry, guys. Um, next week will be a much more in-depth game. Like I say, I'll do Arkham Asylum. Um, but for now, there we go, that's Callum's opinion. Um, we are going to do Pretty Bird 8. Now, I say we're going to do Pretty Bird 8. 
but this could be Pretty Bird 1 through 200, because they're all the same. Um, there are simple games. It is basically Flappy Bird. So the rules are as follows. If you don't press a button, the bird goes down. That sounds wrong, but hey, we'll go with it. If you press the right button, or you press the X button, um, your bird will flap his wings and fly upwards. And the idea is to keep your bird at a level to go through pipes, or gaps in pipes. So, the trophy list is easy. I'm not going to go through every trophy. But, as always guys, we have the Platinum Trophy. Um, and each Platinum Trophy is called uh, Pretty Bird add the number at the end. So Pretty Bird 1, Pretty Bird 2, Pretty Bird 3, you know. Um, so we have Make Your First Jump. So as soon as the game starts, your bird's in the air, you have to press X, otherwise you will crash and burn. And then we have a lot of jumping trophies um, all the way through to 80 times. And then we have Score First Point. Now, you get a point for flying between two pipes. So, this one, guys, you have points all the way through to 25. And those are your trophies. Um, very simple. Um, you know, but I, I quite enjoy it, actually. I'll be honest with you. Um, I quite liked Floppy Bird when it came out. I liked doing it on Goat Simulator. And here comes my little dude, ready to nick the phone. Hello. Um, so, yeah, that is Pretty Bird. It is basically a Flappy Bird clone. And that is the trophy list. Just keep flying and keep going through. And Callum is after my phone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So I am going to love you and leave you. I will talk to you next week. Um, keep getting those trophies, guys. Bye. All right. Time to check my social media. Yeah. All right. So the guys didn't hear Sid. Uh, he talked about uh, Flappy Bird or Pretty Bird. Yep. Uh, uh, eight games that Daryl will never get a platinum in because he did get it in the first time. I did, actually. And I've told you this. I got the platinum in it. I just didn't do the first version because I have the platinum in the PS3 and the PS4. Uh-huh. I I don't believe you, sir. That's okay. I also don't have hidden trophies from cheating on PSN profiles, so, you know. Oh, touche. Touche, <laughs> sir. Uh, I'm trying to find the uh, the conversation right now. Uh, where the heck did it go? This is this is what happens when you post a lot in one day. Uh, well, do, 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 do. While you're doing that... Please, please. I would like to add, um, we were talking about Goat Simulator, and Goat Simulator 3, got, it has a physical release, and I think that is awesome. In a world where we're getting less and less physical releases of games, to get a Goat Simulator 3 physical release, your boy's got to have that in his collection. There's two games, and I would actually highly recommend this to anyone who's listening who does even dabble with Physical game collecting, pick up Cowabunga Collection, pick up Shredder's Revenge, and pick up Goat Simulator 3. I'm calling it right now. Those are not mass-produced games. Those are not going to be games that are just going to be your Call of Duties, your Maddens and stuff. Those will one day um, be worth some money. 
All right, I found the question. Uh, for some reason, it's not showing up on the website, but it shows up on my phone. So this is a question to me and Daryl. Matt G wants to know, did Tricky or Daryl have any revelations in their year without spam? Um, Daryl, you have the floor first. So I got to say, it felt really good to... <sighs> okay, I never felt guilty or bad about playing spam games. I don't feel guilty or bad about seeing my PSN profiles lit up with spam games and easy platinums. It did feel really good to like not necessarily be roped into anything like that. Like in a, in a year with it, these things were just flooding the market. I was like, well, I don't have to buy any of these right now. And that was cool. Although I made a huge career change in the middle of this year. And I've said this on my show before. I had these weird pockets of 15, 20 minutes in between calls, in between uh, appointments to where spam games would have been perfect. I could have spammed a little bit every day. And it wouldn't have affected any of my actual game time. In the past, in previous years, I had to decide, do I want to put in a real game and play for 20 minutes to an hour? Maybe maybe get nowhere? Or do I want to throw in a spam game real fast and get some easy trophies? But then at the end of the week, when I do my podcast, it's like, hey, Daryl, what'd you play? I play trash. What about you? <laughs> so now I've gone a year without spam. It's like, well, I'm, I don't know that I need it, you know, but like I've been thinking about like next week, you know, when I start back working, it's like, oh man, I could spam every day and it's going to be just like, oh, what's that? I got a 10, 10, 15 and then a 10, 45 from I'm doing it. <laughs> so we'll see. You really could, Rick, you could earn a, a thousand plats in a month now with no yeah. effort. Um. The only thing I learned um, was how much I played games while I was watching Netflix. Because that's how I do a lot of my spam is like I'm sitting there watching Netflix and I'll just throw on a visual novel and just earn a trophy, you know, uh, with my uh, PlayStation 4K. So just sit there and just rattle off Platinums as I'm watching Blue Bloods or Arrow or whatever it is. I, I me, me as well, I've never felt guilty about getting the, the, the spam. Uh, I think the the definition of a trophy whore is to get trophies, no matter how you get them. Hundred percent. Um, and I I firmly believe like these BS games that are out there, like uh, you know, uh, Fantastic Voyage, Turbo, and all that shit. I think that's some developer just trying to cash in on the trophy whore market, saying, "Hey, listen, buy our game for ninety nine cents and get yourself seventy trophies." Yep. And I'm. I'm all about helping people out. That's right. You know, I have a kind heart. So <laughs> if I can help that developer, you know, become rich, I, I don't feel bad about it at all. You help them feed their family, Tricky. Like, yes. I feel like I, as... I put food on their table. That's right. I feel like as fine, upstanding gentlemen, you know, proud Americans, I think that this is what we should be doing. We should be stimulating the economy that we participate in. Absolutely. We always say, you champion... As a matter of fact, I'm going to go on Soapbox here. You champion... Supporting the developers. As a matter of fact, it is your duty to buy these games and play this trash if for no other reason to be a man of your word and support the developers. I really expected Alex to yield the jump in there. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> Anybody who wants to play those games can, but I will not support that chicanery so we don't get a waterfall 
of those games or even more of those games coming out to where it's 50% triple A and then 50% garbage. Yeah, it's like, it's like 80 20 right now. It's so bad. Uh, Yield, you want to make a comment? Yield, Yield had to run to the bathroom because he'd throw up because he was, he was going to throw up in his mouth. <laughs> he's throwing. <laughs> he's throwing. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's uh, right now. Yield is in his bathroom like Ace Ventura with the plunger on his face. <laughs> oh, uh, Rick says, too late, Alex. <laughs> too late, Alex. That's right. Uh, hold on. Okay. Yeah, Yield actually had to run to the bathroom throw up, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get into our topic of the week here. Sorry. Put out my seventh cigarette. Um... This has come from IGN and is written by Cat Bailey. Uh, Epic Games will have to pay $520 million over, quote, design tricks to dupe millions of players into making unintentional purchases, end quote, in Fortnite. This is coming from the FTC. The fine stems from what the FTC calls two separate, quote, record-breaking, end quote, settlements. One is a $275 million fine for violating the children's online privacy protection rule, which imposes limitations on websites and online services directed to children under 13 years old. Epic will also have to pay $245 million in refunds to customers over its, quote, dark patterns, end quote. According to the FTC, Fortnite uses privacy invasive default settings and deceptive interfaces that tricked players. Quote, protecting the public and especially children from online privacy invasions and dark patterns is a top priority for the commission. And these enforcement actions make it clear to businesses that businesses that the FTC is cracking down on these unlawful practices. End quote. That comes from the FTC, FTC chair, Lena Khan. These dark patterns include tricking players into making unintended in-game purchases through a counterintuitive, inconsistent, and confusing button configuration including being charged while w- waking up from sleep mode. The FTC also said that the account holders can be charged without authorization and that children have racked up, quote, hundreds of dollars, end quote, in charges before parents are aware that of what was happening. On that front, the FTC says that Epic, quote, ignored more than 1 million user complaints, end quote, over wrongful charges while purposely obscuring cancel and refund features. Uh, FTC, uh, excuse me, in addition to the microtransaction, Fortnite's chat, voice chat, was in the FTC's crosshair. The FTC claims that Epic employees urged the company to change Fortnite's default setting to require users to opt in for the voice chat, but that the company resisted turning the feature off even as children were harassed, including sexually, while playing the game. As a result, Fortnite will require to disable voice and text communications for children and teens under 13 years old or for parents to provide consent to privacy setting. Epic must also delete personal information gathered from the Fortnite users in violation of, excuse me, Epic must also delete personal information gathered from Fortnite users in violation of the COPA rule and to establish a comprehensive privacy program. Uh, Epic published a lengthy response of its own, saying in part, quote, "No no developer creates a game with the intention of ending up here. 
The video game industry is a place of fast-moving innovation where players' expectations are high and new ideas are paramount. Statues written decades ago don't specify how gaming ecosystems should operate. The laws have not changed, but their application has evolved and long and long-standing industry practices are no longer enough. We've accepted this agreement because we want Epic to be at the forefront of consumer protection and provide the best experience for our players. Epic went on to address the allegations point by point by saying all game developers should rethink steps that taken to simplify payment flows and nothing that it nothing that it implemented a high privacy a high privacy default set in September. Epic also listed what it says to be an updated chargeback policy, self-service refunds, instant cancellation of cosmetic purchases, and, quote, no paid random item loot boxes since 2019, and no gambling ever. Uh, so that's the article. Uh, Alex, we'll go to you first. I mean, it, clearly we are in a new um, in new territory when it comes to video games. I mean... Microtransactions make a big difference. I mean, when we were younger, you know, there may have been games that I wanted to play, like Twisted Metal Black, that I wasn't necessarily the age to play, and you had to get a parent to consent to buying that for you. Or, you know, in any situation, either you had to buy it or your parent had to buy it. Now, because kids can download games for free, and, you know, and it's not just kids who play Fortnite, there are kids, teens, there are adults, but I think that it's easy for kids to get lost in these games and just unknowingly buy something or unwittingly charge rack up charges on their parents' account, you know, willy-nilly. Kids don't understand, don't, like, a lot, a lot of these kids don't under, they've never had jobs and they don't understand banks. They don't understand what it's like to have money go into your account and just come out of your account and how easy that stuff can, and how fast that stuff can snowball. So I think that there needs to be like laws need to be updated and then, you know, stuff need like this kind of stuff needs to be paid attention to because to protect families, to protect kids, the only option is to tell kids is either not to hook your credit card into this stuff or, you know, not allow kids to play these games. Um, so I, I think that, you know, parents need to do their part, but also companies like Epic need to realize that the way they, you know, develop these games and the way that they are charging people at times can be kind of predatory, and I think they need to be called out for it. And obviously, this you know, Epic's got a lot of money, but this one's going to hurt. This isn't going to hurt. So, and, you know, in general, protect kids online when it comes to kids being harassed and stuff like that. Maybe there needs to be consideration where if someone is below a certain age, they can't use voice chat because or text chat or anything to communicate with people, even if it would enhance the game experience. You open kids up to you know. I mean, granted, the idea is. People shouldn't be dicks online and shouldn't be harassing other people. But unfortunately, we don't live in an ideal world, so maybe there need to be extra safety vaults or uh, extra safety, you know, cons- concerns for you know people who are younger who play these games. And, and certainly, you know, not trying to practice predatory, you know, be predatory when it comes to selling your content, and just trying to be predatory when it comes to making money off of people. I think that you know, Epic can say all these nice things that you know we want to be a forefront of this, forefront of that. But I have no doubt that. If some kids, you know, bought, you know, a few extra skins with their parents' money without them knowing, I'm sure that Epic would kind of hear that in a boardroom and be like, oh, you know, well, it's not our problem, you know, until they get hit with a lawsuit like this. So, But, Daryl, before I go to you, um, the game is rated teen on the ESRB. And as Rick pointed out in the Twitch chat, it says, this is why you don't leave your details on a child's profile. 100%. Um, 
at, at, at I'm, again, I'm not trying to be an apologist, but should this really fall on the feet of Epic Games and saying that these kids were able to spend this money too easily? Dude, my all three of my kids play Fortnite like and have gone through like phases where they play Fortnite for hours and hours a day, you know, on the weekends, whatever. I've played it with them. Um, it's very easy to not spend money. Like, I gotta be honest, I don't think I've never had an instance, and my kids have had every single battle pass, they've been playing the game for years, they've gotten more skins than they'll ever be able to to it's insane the amount of money we've pumped into that game and they use their own money. Like I make them work for money, their allowance, they're allowed to use to buy their Fortnite stuff. So, um, but also it is so easy, like go into your account settings and then set a spending limit. Like I have a monthly spending limit on all my children, $25 a month. And the oldest gets 50. And the only reason is because he earns his own money. So like they can right. now crawl that's that's across PlayStation you know network you know wide. So if you wanted to buy a game, I mean you got fifty bucks a month. If you want to, yeah, exactly. I see what Rick just said. I agree. Same here. But that's another thing too is like my children they ask say hey like I'll give you an example for Christmas last year, my son got like two or three hundred dollars worth of V bucks gift cards from the family all this stuff. My mother in law bought him the hundred dollar card. That kid had V-Bucks all year long because once you buy a battle pass and you complete the battle pass, you've unlocked enough money to buy the next one. Right. He, he always unlocks the battle pass, so it's not a big deal. But like that kid still to this day, and we're we're past a calendar year, still has V-Bucks left from last year. And the reason why is this. Hey dad, there's a skin pack I want to buy. Well, explain it to me. Let me see it. What, well, it just doesn't take much to be a parent. It really, it doesn't. You know, you, you just get involved. And it's like, what are you trying to buy? Oh, do you have anything like that? Do you really need this? Do you actually like what it is you're buying? What's the dollar amount? I mean, it takes two minutes out of my time. And then I say yes or no. And it's like, oh, when was the last time you bought a skin? Oh, you've already bought a skin this month? Well, do you need another one? Use what you got. That's, tw- that's the equivalency of $20. For me and my three, I, I can't speak for everyone's kids. It is super easy. And I've tried their entire lives, my oldest being 12, my youngest being seven, to teach them the value of a dollar so that things like this don't happen. You know, it's like, hey, it's like you're going to, if you want something like this, you have to work for it. I don't, birthdays, Christmases, things like that, we don't do digital currency. My kids ask for V Bucks and Roblox cards and mine coins for Christmas. And I told them, no, absolutely not. So they told their family <laughs> so they could get it from other family members. But like, you know, we don't do the digital currency. If you want to use it, you, you have to work for it. And then I swear, man, it's like all of a sudden they don't want to, they don't want to freaking spend that. They don't want to go buy just a random skin. They have skin in the game. Because it's their money. <laughs> absolutely. And, and again, it to me, now again, I, I, I this article says that there's, there's been a million complaints. Surely people have found ways and found themselves in obviously sticky predicaments. But I'll say this for my three kids who have been playing this game since the beginning. We've never once had a situation where we accidentally bought something, you know, see uh, just my personal thing, like uh sweet mama D I set her up with her own credit card. So when she goes to school, uh, there's a certain amount of money that she's allowed to spend 
at the bodega that's around this corner from her school. She wants to go get an Arizona. She wants to go get a Snapple. She wants to get a bagel. Yep. There's always money there for her to go spend. Um, a couple times she's called me up and said, hey, Dad, I want to buy this particular thing on the Nintendo Switch or I want to buy this particular thing on my cell phone. And my hard, fast rule is, no, you're not to put your credit card number online, period. But if you want this, I will go buy the digital card, whether it be, uh, you know, a Nintendo Switch card uh, for that amount of money, or I will go buy a Google Play card. And what I'll do is I'll pay for that out of my bank account, and then I'll take that money out of your account and put it back into my account. But you are not to put your credit card number online, even with me. 90% of what I order PSN-wise I have a PlayStation card. That is the only thing I use that card for. I don't use it for groceries. I don't use it for, you know, paying bills. That is my card that I pay for the PSN. I do that for two reasons. One, I don't want if if the PSN gets hacked because it's happened. It's before. within. It's 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 it it's it it's within the PlayStation community. So I could say my PSN got hacked, but my PlayStation card was attached to it. Sony has both centers to say, find out what the hell happened. Right. Also, by using my PlayStation card, I get the perks of, you know, uh, of points, which then I can lay, t- turn around and redeem to get more PSN funds. Yep. Some comments from the chat. Uh, Rick says, if my kid wants to spend money on the game, he has to go through me. He can't just do it. Uh, Matt G says, companies that, uh, companies that create play to, free-to-play games that can reach an audience as vast as the likes of Fortnite need to be prepared to protect children or face lawsuits from parents who don't want to parent their child. Correct. Uh, Rick says, I completely agree, Matt, but it does ultimately fall on the parents. I agree. And then uh, Rick just says, they do what they can to protect as far as I can see. There's so many hoops to jump through to set up an account so they can play. These have to be done by the parents in the first place. That is also correct. Some of these accounts are more frustrating to set up than others. Sometimes I'm so aggravated that I'm like, I don't even want you playing this stupid game because I had to log <laughs> into this, had to verify this. God knows setting up like accounts on the Nintendo Switch and then trying to get those it, accounts. That's to be, a hassle. It is so frustrating. It, I, I remember when I was setting up uh, Sweet Mama D's uh, Nintendo account. I, I, you know, obviously she was a, a child account. I made yep. sure I was with the parent account so I can keep track and keep everything like that. That is so frustrating to set that up. Yep. Because even when she wants to log in, she has to log in, but then she has to request permission from me. So now I have to go on my phone to approve it. E- e- even though, you know, Sweet Mom D lives with her mother, I bought her the Nintendo card to, so she could buy whatever you want. The second she tried to redeem it, I got a message on my phone saying, you know, Sweet Mama D is trying to redeem this. Yep. And I had to approve it. So there are ways. Um, now, granted, this this is the the console makers. This isn't the developers. But it's and still I'm, there. And I'm, yeah. And I'm, not, and I'm not trying to shift blame in any way, shape, or form. But I think the four of us could all agree that ultimately when stuff like this happens... It's the parents' fault. Yes. And there's so I mean, there's so ha- ha- many different areas to where you can set parental controls. And like you were saying, like with Fortnite, 
on the switch using that is that's an that's like it's a barrier to a barrier to a barrier it's like you have to set it all up to where they have to ask permission to use funds associated with that account with that system and if you're playing fortnite on that system they can't just go in there and buy something because you nintendo use an example is going to make you say yes or no playstation same way and so is Xbox. I've got all three. I've got all three. Of my, I got all my kids have access to all that stuff. There's three switches in this house. There's God knows how many Playstations. Only one Xbox though. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't effing with the Xbox that much. I mean, I mean, just before I go to yield, you know, get his thoughts and opinions and all this. I mean, the four of us, how many times have we walked into a GameStop and we see a parent buying their kid Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto. Right. And you know, the, the cashier doing their job saying, just to let you know, this game is rated M for mature for this reason. If the, you know, and that's assuming the GameStop employee was actually doing his job and not just trying to make a sale. And no shade, though. And I'm just saying that happens right. more often than not. Um, But how many times have we walked into a GameStop where a parent's buying Grand Theft Auto for their kid? And, and the guy says, just to let you know, this concludes murder, rape, and all this other stuff. And the parent's like, yeah, but he wants it. So we're going to get it for him. And then that we have to assume that same parent goes home and sees, you know, the prostitute having the sex in the car. And they go, what the hell is this? And then they want to sue Rockstar. Yep. Uh, yield, I'm going to throw it to you for your comments there. Ultimately, you have to be involved with your kid and you have to parent. Yep. And, and then ultimately, in this instance, people are going, it's it's a fine line, I would say, with manufacturers because I'm I'm sure that there is some backdoor sales tactics to get kids to buy stuff. But on that same token, you shouldn't leave as a parent. You shouldn't leave a blank check for your kid to buy whatever he wants to buy. You know, the, the, the manufacturers, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, have gone out of their way since this has started to become a thing to set up your accounts to roadblock this if you have a constant line of funds tied to your account. So, you know, they've, the, the manufacturers have built in a way to stop this and it's still happening. And it's just because you're kind of letting, well, I shouldn't say let the console parent your kids, but like Daryl says, you're not engaging and, and interacting with your kids of, well, why are you doing this? So, uh, Rick says in the chat, uh, uh, Daryl, you're going to need more Xboxes in your house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he goes, uh, Rick says, I do sympathize with the parents that know nothing about gaming. I, I, I'm going to respond saying, I agree with you, Rick, but as a parent, there is a certain level of responsibility to find out what your child is involved in. And you may not give a shit about gaming, but it is due diligence to find out what they're doing, what they're involved in. And, you know, if you're the, if you're the parent who knows nothing about gaming, but willy nilly hand over your credit card to your kid to say, Hey, go, buy whatever the hell you want because I can't be bothered to find out what the hell you want. That's where my sympathy stops. Hey, I got a prime example for you, right? I don't know anything about Pokemon. 
Okay. Don't care anything about Pokemon, right? Uh, my kids have an interest in collecting Pokemon cards. So I bought all the Pokemon. I bought, I bought the starter set, the battle set up, everything. I bought the different booster packs, all that stuff. Gave it to them for Christmas. And today, we, tw- twice this weekend, but today especially, I've gone to two different card shops with the kids and we're learning all the ins and outs of like the game, the community, buying, selling, trading. How does it work? And for an hour and almost 30 minutes today, I listened to a, a, a shopkeep tell me all about like how Pokemon works, how the tournaments work. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the difference in the card packs? What are the difference in the trainer boxes? All this stuff, stuff that I have zero care about in the entire world, but I know they care about it. So I'm doing my due diligence, like we were just talking about, to learn about Pokemon so that I can facilitate the hobby. But Make sure no one's getting ripped off, you know, because this isn't digital cards. We're buying physical, but I don't want some jack wagon with a stack of Pokemon cards. Be like, yeah, man, there's a $400 card in here. This is super rare. You're going to get what you get. This is the, this is what you need. This is what you want. And then my right. kids go, oh man, I got to spend my money on this dad and me. None the wiser. So I'm wising up trying to learn what's going on. And I do that with anything they're interested in so that, I'm doing my job, you know, and I, like you guys were saying earlier, there's just parents out there who just don't, you know, they don't, they don't care, you know, and as for, as for the voice chat stuff, now that's a whole nother can of worms. Cause some of that stuff, man, it's, it's hard, dude. It's hard to monitor. It's hard to, it's hard to give them access. Like right now, Warzone 2, it's got proximity chat. Can't, you can't just turn it off. You know what I'm saying? You jump into a Warzone match and then boom, F-bombs and all kinds of your mothers or whatever. You so, can't turn off the proximity chat in Warzone 2? I don't think you could when we started. You Maybe you can now, but like some of the things that we've... Yeah, that's what, And that's the thing too, with like with Fortnite, like getting in the chat. Originally, you couldn't turn chat off in Fortnite. You might not be able to now. I don't know. But my kids, the rule in the house was if you play Fortnite, you create a party by yourself because, right. the, because your personal party will overrule proximity chat, and that's right. how you play. And I bought all the PlayStation cameras because they have the microphone and, and everything built into them. So right. my kids play. They have the PlayStation camera. Anyone talking comes through the speakers. So if I know headsets. Yeah. No, I mean, they have headsets. And don't get me wrong. But we do the same thing with cell phones, too. Cell phone check. Headphone check. Give it to me. Sometimes my wife will walk in the room and just snatch the headset off. And just listen to what the kids are talking about. But Paxton, he's back here in the corner again. Um, we have his set up to where all of the chat comes through his speakers in his in his um in his TV, so we can make sure no one's talking inappropriate with him and stuff. So again, it's not perfect. And and every day it's evolving and every day it's changing. And I'm sure a lot of people have struggled with it because I've struggled with it. And like Rick said, feeling bad for people who don't know anything about it. I like to think I know what's going on. And even I still find myself in these situations where I'm like, well, now how am I going to negate that? How am I going to figure this out? You know? Right. I mean, I mean, as vile as we can, uh, as we can be, there's still stuff that we're ignorant about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's always going to be an ever evolving thing. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Rick says you can turn off, uh, turn it off to friends only now or turn it off completely, I Good. guess in Fortnite. Good. Um, so final thoughts. Uh, let's go to Alex. Your final thoughts, sir. Um, I mean, for me, I, I think that obviously parents have a very important job in raising their kids and also being aware of what they're doing. But 
parents can't be there all the time. It's not possible. Um, I do think that um, it, it parents need to do everything they can, and the kids, you know, they need to be taught what is right and what's wrong. And hey, you don't spend this money if it's not yours. But also, I think that if companies are going to practice shitty business practices or predatory, they need to be called out for it. So I think everyone needs to do their part to make sure stuff like this doesn't happen. Just as it, if it's a simple thing as like, hey, if you have a child's account, you cannot store a credit card on that account. A parent cannot put their credit card on that account and store it on that. Um, if it's just something small like that to prevent kids from having a, you know, a reservoir of money to spend. So I do think there are things that even the game makers themselves can do to, um, you know, protect themselves and to protect the kids on the platform. So I think that, yes, parents do have an important role to play, the most important role. But, you know, game makers themselves can also do things not to, you know, be shitty about it. Oh, I'm right. sure I'm sure there's a room somewhere where they got a couple guys and it's like, all right, you are going to find the you're going to skirt that gray line. You're going to find how can we maximize on taking advantage of as much people as fast as possible, but also as close to legal as possible until the law changes. I guarantee you there's a group of people out there that that's what they do. All right. Yield your final comment, sir. I mean, I, I agree with what Alex says and the fact that, I mean, it, it's a two-way street. You know, you parents have to parent. You need to be involved in what your kids are buying and what they're doing. And also that manufacturers need to not uh, curtail things, shysty, in which I know that's in big business, shysty is how you make the big bucks. And like Daryl said, there there are people that's like, well, how can we – skirt as close to the line as possible without going over it. And so it, it's going to happen and both sides need to be responsible. But I mean, ultimately I guess I would be on, on the side of, you know, you're, you're the parent. Don't give them a, a blank check. All right. Dale, your, your final thoughts. Um, my final thoughts would be, you know, just kind of, I don't think anyone here said anything out of the way or inappropriate or wrong at all. I agree with everything, everything we've all of our, you know, the views we've expressed parents got a parent, uh, kids gotta be kids, you know, and developers and stuff have to safeguard their interests because at the end of the day, I believe people should have the freedom to do what they need to do, you know, to, to, to act in participating things freely but at the end of the day you have to see why you got to cover your own behind and for me if i was mr epic i would be like you know what let's maximize as much money but like as while we have the room of guys coming up with the shysty gray area on things let's also have a room of guys that's like hey how do we not get get sued can you can you can we marry these two practices together can we have a good safe money-making environment to where people are protected but also so are our assets so but I mean, outside of that, I think that my experience with my children at Fortnite has been, you know, seemingly extremely positive. And, you know, I haven't ran into these issues thus far. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just to comment on, you know, make a comment on what Daryl was saying about the shysty comments. I mean, it, it's pretty well known that, like, the FBI and, uh, you know, organizations like that, they go out and they hire 
hackers and thieves and forgers and all this stuff so they can learn the practices of what the hell they're doing so they can stop it in the future. Yep. So every, and I'm sure pretty much every company in the world, like, like Daryl was saying, like they hire these shysty people mm-hmm. to find out where that line is. Like, how do we not cross that line? But ultimately I see me personally, I think this ultimately comes down to the parents. The parents have a responsibility to do their due diligence to find to make sure they're not exposed to this. Uh, I don't let Sweet Mama D uh, play on the headset. I mean, she loves playing uh, Sky. She loves playing Fall Guys. Um, you know, she's really big into Delta Rune and um, I always forget the name of that game, Undertale. Um, and you know, some single player games, some you know multiplayer games. But I don't let her voice chat. I mean, she's fourteen now. I mean, she's getting to the age where. I, I could allow it, but I still have that hesitation as a parent because I'm the guy that remembers the Modern Warfare 2 lobbies back in the day where yep. people were saying the most outrageous shit in the possible. So, I, I and like I, and like I said earlier, like I don't let my daughter put her credit card number online in any way, shape, or form. She's allowed to use it wherever she wants, but, I mean, in, all, in just you know uh, a point of being a parent, it's like, she has a certain amount of money, and you know, if she doesn't use that money, it obviously stacks up. And then she called me recently and said, "Hey, do you mind if I spend thirty dollars on this gift for her mother?" And I said, "I don't have a problem with you spending the thirty dollars, but just know you only have thirty five dollars in your account, so now you only have five dollars for the rest of the week, and I'm not giving you any extra money." And while that may sound like a shitty thing to do, it's me teaching my daughter the value of money. It's like. This is your money. You have to learn how to spend it to make sure you can equate and take care of yourself for the rest of the week. You know, I don't want you calling me a five, you know, two days later saying, Dad, I really want to get an Arizona from the store, but I only have 99 cents in my account. You have to learn the responsibility of money. And that's why I don't let her put her number card online. And if she wants anything, she has to get a, you know, a gift card, you know, a PSN credit or whatever the hell it may be. And that's going in. Uh, Rick says, Tricky saying you only have $5 left for me. I don't know what that means. Left for, that's gotta be like a British phrase. Uh, but ultimately, we're gonna wrap up the show. Thank you very much for joining the new year. Let's do our shout outs. Alex, we'll start with you. Shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire, the trophy horse, all the great people in the chat. Well, thank you all for getting us to this point because without our community, uh, the people we love to interact with, trophy horse isn't a thing in 2023. So thank you all for getting us to another year. Give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield for joining me this week and to Daryl as well for ringing in the new year with the trophy horse. You know, even though he's got many, many other things he could be doing now, especially, you know, his own podcast. Are you, are you podcasting tonight, Daryl, with your with your crew? No, we moved our show to Thursday nights. So Thursday is our night to, to podcast. I've already done my editing. I've already edited my my next video and I've done my Patreon episodes. So I was wide open and my wife's got COVID right now. So it's like, we're not hanging out. It's kind of like perfect time to come well, and join the trophy. Thank wars. you for joining us. And hopefully she makes a, a quick recovery from COVID. I've had it. It sucks. So um, yeah, I just hope she starts feeling better very soon. Uh, you, I also want to give a shout out to my awesome and loving girlfriend, Ashley. Oh, I do want to give a shout out to Yield. Uh, Yield sent me $10 in PSN money for the for Christmas. So thank you, Yield, for the Christmas present. I really appreciate it. 
And uh, last but not least, give a shout out to my loving and awesome girlfriend, Ashley, who not only got me, of course, the Cosmic Purple controller for the PS5, the DualSense for my birthday, but she got me the purple matching side plates for Christmas. So my PlayStation 5 is all decked out in purple now. Yield your shout out, sir. Uh, give a shout out to Tricky and Alex for recording tonight. Uh, shout out to Daryl for coming on as well. Shout out to Gareth for doing the uh, Rarity Trophy Challenge for 2023. And a shout out to everybody who, uh, I think there were, we got about 13, 16 people in it. So shout out to everybody who is in it. Uh, shout out uh, to Nitro for some Deep Rock Galactic. And a shout out to Prepare to Die or Scum, Homer Gets Duffed, and the Brain 76 for some Diablo 3. Daryl, your shout out, sir. All right, before I give any shout outs, I saw that Rick had asked a question. He asked Spider Packs how many points he's going to get in the backlog beatdown four. So I want to give him the opportunity to answer. So, how many points are you going to get in the backlog beatdown this year? Um, I think I'm going to get 10 to 15 points. 10 to 15 points? Okay, that's, that's pretty. That is a very good goal. Set yeah, yourself you a reasonable that. goal. There you go. All right. High five. Love you. All right. I want to uh, get... Go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, no. I was just saying... Uh, I haven't listened to Lou Brothers in a little while. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to listen to any podcast recently. Has the Backlog Beatdown 4 been announced and rules and everything? Uh, uh, that is our next recording. So we'll be announcing everything as of recording this. It'll all go live very soon. We're recording the actual recap of the Backlog Beatdown 3 on this next episode. So this will go live essentially eight days from the time of recording. Uh, but I will have a YouTube video out next week. It's going to have the breakdown, the new, the rules and the new uh, bonus options. Maybe I want to throw out there. Um, so it's definitely going to be a building. I see that very cool. It's going to be building up on what we've established to this point. And it's going to be pretty interesting and pretty fun. It's, it's always a fun time. Uh, some years are better than others. But this year was a really good year, and I think this year, 2023, is going to be the best one yet. So it's going to be good. Uh, I think uh, T-Bird is mooning us in the chat. Yep, he definitely is doing that. <laughs> so The good thing is the next Backlog Beatdown and the uh, Trophy Rarity competition are going to work really well together. And okay. you'll be able to do both at the same time, and they'll benefit each other. So I think that it's... Uh, we, you know, the Loot Bros, we always have an event going. There's always some sort of competition, some sort of thing going on, you know. Uh, not everything is very competitive. Sometimes it's just like a community event that, sure, there's going to be a winner and a loser, maybe if you want to call them a loser. Everybody's kind of winners in what we do. Um, but yes, we definitely always have something going on. And with this one, we kept all of the things in mind the backlog beatdown, the leaderboards, the trophy rarity competition. Um, all that stuff. So it all is going to work together this year. So if you're in the community, like it's like, man, all these little games that I want to play, I can play them and they all kind of work together and then it'll be good. It's going to be fun. All right. I'm sorry. I, could, I, I stopped doing your shout outs. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I just shout out you guys for inviting me on. Bringing in the new year with the trophy horse. I've been a part of this community since 2015. I uh, really love and appreciate you guys. I listen. I don't listen every week anymore. Now that I work from home, listening to podcasts is a lot more difficult to work in. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> is, is, is wild. And so I try to catch up. You know, I definitely listen every, you know, two to three weeks. Um, 
But, you know, I just love the fact that you guys are still going strong, Tricky. You know, you and I got a good thing going. We're hopping back and forth on each other's Patreons, always supporting each other. Um, we've had some good years, and I'm thinking 2023 is going to be an even better year for all of us. I got a good feeling about it in my loins. Um, I'm pretty excited overall about just content creation in general for this year. Uh, but yes, definitely uh, a shout out to Redbeard Rick, man. Rick is uh, definitely uh, the hero um, these days when it comes to the two communities. He he plays nice with everybody and uh, he's been creating content on his own. So I want to give a shout out to Rick and Redbeard Rick's retro room. Um, I think you got a good thing going there, brother, and I would encourage you to lean into it. You have the the games you play with your son. And that immediately attracts me to what you're doing because you it's very similar to me. I'm always doing things with my kids. I'm always playing games with my kids. Um, I've streamed with them. We've played the games they like. So I strongly suggest leaning into that. You, know, you and James the Nerd do your thing. And the pictures and the videos and the streams, it shows that relationship that you two have. It's extremely charming and alluring to other dads that would be you know, interested in your content. The fact that you play across all the platforms, you play retro games. I think you got a real good thing going there, man. So I would encourage you to stick with it. I think that uh, you posting videos has been really cool. And anytime we have a community member who is getting into content creation, I want to encourage them. You know, I want to, I want to tell you to stick with it. The beginning is the hardest part. Once you get going and you start getting, building a little bit of traction, a little bit of steam, People start chiming in. You don't need a huge community to have a good time. You know, Loot Bros isn't the biggest gaming podcast in the world, but, you know, we got the trophy horse as our friends. We had the Game Stuff crew as our friends. Now they've kind of joined up with us. Uh, there's other podcasts that we do things with, and our community has gotten tighter and tighter over the years. Gues and Gareth is an example. You know, that's somebody who goes back and forth between the two. All of our crew plays together. We've always got something to talk about, and we all share that hobby together. And we're across the planet. You know, we're not, we've got friends in Australia. We got friends in the UK. We got friends uh, down in Florida. May as well be its own country. You know what I'm saying? Like we Truth. got, we got you guys, you, you, you stinker, stinkers <laughs> up in New York. You know what I'm saying? So it, we got people across the States. We got people across the, uh, the, the, the countries and it's awesome. So I think that we got a good thing and I'm super excited. So I want to give a shout out just to the proven gamer community, the loot bros community. And all those guys that kind of you know, cross the streams in between. Holler at you guys. And again, one short shameless plug. I've been just hyped on it. Check out Resident Daryl. That's my YouTube channel. I'm out hunting games. And I started kind of putting this in our Patreon content. Uh, and I'm going to just kind of throw it out there on this show. And I'll throw it out there on my show the next time we record. But like, if you guys have something out there I need to be looking for, holler at me. Like, outside of like, just for... You know, like for content purposes, oh man, if Alex was like, yeah, go find Diddy Kong or you know, Diddy Kong on Nintendo 64. You said that out loud. I'm like, dude, I look for 64 games for reselling, but now I know that you will want that game. I'll look for it for you, you know? And I'm not even looking for just making money. I'm like, let me just, it gives me something else to go hunt for. It gives me something to keep my eye out on. Maybe I'll come across a good deal on it. I've got a few people who have already started reaching out to me, telling me to look for things. And I'm like, I will totally make sure that you get it for way cheaper than market value. So anyways, if you guys, if there's something you're looking for that you just don't necessarily want to pay eBay price for, holler at me. I'll go, I'll go look for you. It gives me, I love it. So resident Daryl on YouTube, check it out. All right. And I want to give a shout out to our Patreons, uh, Gareth, Daryl, Curtis, 
Rick and Felicia, thank you very much for being Patreons. You guys are all all have access to our Patreon shows that me and Daryl and hopefully some other guys uh, we get Alex on some, Yield on some. The problem is with getting those uh, Alex and Yield involved is I work nights, they work days, so it's hard to time it down. Um, and that's mostly on me because I'm the outlier. I'm the one that makes it difficult that I can't be there for them. Um <clears throat> but maybe I'll give them some ideas and they can go record an episode and, you know, be the trophy horse tag team on the Patreon. Uh, their tag team shows, they uh, they seem to work out pretty well. Uh, give a shout out to Nitro, Matt G, uh, Daryl, Rick, Dupes, Felicia, V, uh, I see T-Bird. I also see you guys in the Twitch chat. Thank you very much for joining us. You guys have made this a great uh Year 2022 was our most successful year. I look forward to 2023. Uh, I'm so glad that we we're able to do the show and uh, interact with you guys. Um, I can't put it as nicely as Daryl put it, but you guys, the community means so much to us that it's, it's, uh, it keeps us going. And, you know, it, it I mean, hell, you've got Yield who hates Twitch with, to some degree, he's starting to warm up to the idea because how much the community reacts. Uh, Yield, I'm, I don't try to speak for you, but I think that's fairly I, true. I, I wouldn't say warm up. I'm tolerating it. Tolerating it. There you uh, go. Let, let's put it this way. He tolerates this more than he tolerates me during Rocket League Thursdays. Yes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. It, it, this is a, this, it's a positive note. Yes, it, it is a good thing. Uh, but shout out to the goddess. Shout out to Sweet Baba D, who uh, comes home tomorrow after being on a 10-day cruise uh, uh, with my mother, her grandmother. Um, Where'd they go, if I can ask? I don't honestly know. Did they, well, I mean, where did they leave out of? They left out, Florida? They, they left out of New York. I, of New York. I, so, so they could have went to the Bahamas. Or did they go north or south? Do you know? I don't know. Well, they either went... What cruises I know leave out of New York, they either went north up to the east coast and into Canada, or they went to the Bahamas. I, I'm I'm assuming they went to Bahamas because my godmother lives in St. Thomas. Okay, because so. I doubt they went to the Caribbean. Normally, you'd go out of Florida to go to the Caribbean. Uh, but... Sweet Mama D comes home tomorrow. I haven't seen her in two weeks. Uh, so I bet she had a blast, though. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Um, <laughs> Rick says Tricky doesn't know where his child is. She She's with my mother. She's, that's that's How does the song go? She's on a boat, mother? Oh. Uh, but shout out to everybody. Thank you very much. I, like I said, this, this community, this podcast, and hell, uh, the Loop Brothers, they do not exist if you guys are not there for us, listen to us uh, and, you know, giving us support. I mean, hell, I'll even give Nitro an extra shout out. You know, even though he trolls me 99.9% of the time, he's still a valuable member of this community. And I can't thank you guys enough. So if there's nothing else until oh, next week, Oh, before you close, before you close out the show, I, I forgot to say this. Uh, I'm not exactly for sure what day it is, but sometime by the end of the month, uh, we were here forever launches on console. So be sure to check out, I'll post it in the Facebook group, but be sure to check out, uh, the brain 76's Twitch channel and I'll be streaming as well. Cause him and I will be going through it and playing the fourth installment of we were here and getting the platinum. So 
be sure to check that out at the end of the month. 10-4. Until next week, happy trophy hunting. See ya. song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines.